0: Welcome to the Intentional Randomness Podcast with your host, Omo Babala G, aka Bobby. On this show, we're intentional about everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intentional Randomness. Yeah, I know it's been a while, but um, I trust you're all doing well. Um, It's summer here in Sweden, so I've just been prioritizing rest and spending time with my family. But yeah, today I'm back on the show with with two amazing friends, and we're here to discuss something totally different from what we've been talking about in the last few weeks, but I just feel like this is a good one. I recently met someone who... Uh, moved to Sweden newly and I was like oh I should really sit down with her and talk and then I had another friend that we've been talking about this all moving and the dynamics of moving from let's say um, an African country to Europe or moving just generally moving so today on the show um, I'm going to be talking to Damilola and Peter Seth on moving from Africa to europe and i say africa to be specific this is i think the african experience is different so when you move to a new continent it's a totally different experience than maybe when you move within europe or you move within some other um countries or if you moved within north america so that's why we're specifically today talking about moving from africa here specifically moving from nigeria to sweden and how that experience is different yeah so i just want to welcome Peter and Dami, welcome to Intentional Randomness. Thank you. Thank
1: you.
2: Hi,
0: everyone.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Yeah. So as someone who grew up in Nigeria myself, and um, I've lived now in three different countries, this topic is very close to my heart and very dear to me because I feel that a lot of times when we're back in, like when I was back in Nigeria, I had a totally different expectation of, of what life would be in Europe. Or maybe I didn't even think so much about it. And then moving here was totally different. So, um, this topic is something that I hope, um, the, the audience out there will find interesting. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into it. So tell me about your experience when you were in Nigeria and when did you start first thinking okay maybe one day i'll leave this country i remember for me it was very early on in uh, i think i was still in secondary school maybe just as well. And i started thinking one day i'm not going to be in this country and my mom used to laugh at me like where are you going <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if it was like that for you
2: guys um okay for me um i think leaving the country from the onset like i mean babola 's experience um, I've also lived in several countries um, and for me um, growing up secondary school my brother studied abroad so it was okay. like automatic for me to also study abroad so I expected that but then mm. I think our generation back then for some reason for those of us that, that study in the UK a lot of us still had you know hope in the Nigerian dream and mm-hmm. um, we wanted to go back home to you know, put into practice what we had learned abroad and you know, hoping to make a difference.
0: Wanted to be good citizens. <laughs>
2: exactly. You know? <laughs> and then, I mean, as life goes on, you know, you get married and you know, you're just in search of a better life. When I got married, my husband was working with the um with the government um parasitical and obviously the pay wasn't that great and you know the politics and everything so mm-hmm. they just started throwing the CVs out there and you know and then ghana came up i'm like okay <laughs> well it wasn't like we're thinking of leaving the country entirely but i mean it's a better opportunity better pay and mm. you know the benefits that came with it was awesome and for me at the time i was working in a company that had branches in um Ghana so it was just mm. easy for me to ask for a transfer and then mm. went to join my husband about four months five months after he moved mm. so that was it and then you know we're living our life in Ghana you know I tell people that in Ghana like once i mean, in Ghana there's the security is, re- is relatively safer in Ghana than Nigeria there's electricity so I mean those two things alone would make you feel comfortable mm. you know so, we weren't really thinking about, okay, maybe where's the next place we're going to? Let's move abroad. And Until we started having a discussion with one of my husband's cousins. And I was like, oh, I've done IELTS. That's for Canada. Hmm. That, oh, since my husband is an IT person, he would qualify. In fact, we get it easily. Hmm. So, that was when we started thinking about, okay, maybe this is not so much of a bad idea. Let's give it a try. Mm. <laughs> so that was where the journey started so wow. we put all our efforts in canada you know writing between both of us <laughs> maybe english is not our language <laughs> 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 we wrote i like so many times or we, it couldn't get us like the points we needed wow you know, mm. to so yeah it just got to a point i just told my husband i'm like see we're okay in ghana like i mean going to canada you know you also know when you start having kids your perspective also changes, mm, changes. that's at, true you will look at your kids and then what you have to offer now you mm. have a job in ghana what happens if you don't have that job mm. anymore is yeah, it, easy, it, it that easier country. for you to get another job in ghana or you have to go back to nigeria and mm. for us that wasn't really an option as in it wasn't something we're too keen on because obviously, we're going to have to um, trade off things like security and electricity. Um, electricity. <laughs> I mean, people come to visit me in Ghana and they look at my house. There's no security, man. I'm like, yes, you don't have a generator. I'm like, yes, why do I need a generator? Because they don't take light in Ghana. Even if they do it for uh, was, Even and, Ghana was a different experience for Oh, you. yes. You know? Okay. So we just weigh the options and, you know when um canada wasn't working i just told my husband i was like you know what free this thing like we are not doing the game Uh -uh. we are spending money to write IELTS exams how many times and it's not working so let's just leave it you know Hmm. but i get and i told my husband i'm like if you're meant to leave africa that god will just do it one way or the other it's just Hmm. so (laughs) so god wanted
0: you in sweden then
2: (laughs) (laughs) i guess because i mean something never really crossed our mind like that apart from the fact that my husband's um office hq is in sweden but Mm. i mean we never really thought in that direction so isn't it
0: funny that a lot of times sweden doesn't really is that really the first on people's list is it as as in it
2: never even came in fact we're doing australia and canada at the same time
0: wow i was gonna ask peter was sweden On your list at any point, (laughs) or you also found yourself here?
1: (laughs) Oh well, uh, for me, uh, I had four countries in mind. uh, Well, fortunately, unfortunately, Canada wasn't amongst them. The US wasn't amongst them.
2: Wow,
1: the UK UK was. I just wanted somewhere that would be not too much of a hassle, you know. (laughs) But or or
0: were you looking for a country where there were not so many Nigerians?
1: not not necessarily i i just didn't care about the population i mean i just wanted mm. to have peace of mind and so mm. the four countries that i i was targeting or i had my focus set on was uh, germany sweden netherlands and hungary surprising wow yeah.
0: wow that's, that's a very that's very weird, weird <laughs> list of countries you want to go to i'm actually it. very surprised hungary yeah. netherlands sweden and sweden. germany as in i can think of germany because a lot of nigerians move to germany i can say netherlands but sweden and hungary usually don't make the list of the countries least, that people want yeah. to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah by the way dami i have to say this dami has an instagram page that it, she started just based on her experience of moving yes. here and i remember la- yesterday was it yesterday you had this question Post. about the five most um the five countries that people move to most and uh, yes. nigerians move to most and the, the least countries that's very
2: interesting <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: so, so I I mean, see. nigerians
2: are everywhere even mm. for countries you've never heard of yeah so let
0: me ask a very I'll ask um, Peter this just before after you wrote your list of your four countries you want to go to. You wanted to go to. What was your expectations before leaving? Now I'm going to like, like the saying, I'm going to Obodo you, but I'm going abroad. What was <laughs> in your mind? What was? What were you thinking? What did you think would be so different?
1: Oh, coming here. First of mm. all, I expected the weather to be very different. I mean, so. Okay got i had gone online and i had done my due diligence you know Mm -hmm. i had researched what's the weather like what's the landscape like what's Mm. everything like you know so um i would look at my ac in nigeria and i would say 18 degrees 21 degrees and i'm like okay so this is what yeah this is what the temperature would feel like if i was there you know Mm. and then the day I landed, uh, I looked. I looked at my phone. It was like seventeen degrees, and I was wearing. I landed on on during the summer though, and mm. I was wearing a t shirt, and I was like, "Oh, it's summer, seventeen degrees, eighteen degrees. It's fine. It's just like my AC at And mm. then I stepped out of the airport, and I'm like,
0: "No." <laughs> It was seventeen degrees. didn't feel. Like it was different from your AC at home. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm like, what? How? How is it so cold? And the guy who came to pick me up said they didn't tell you it's very cold here. I'm like, I know, but this is the same temp. This is supposed to be the same temperature with my AC in Nigeria. He said, man, forget your AC. Your AC is nowhere near. This. Yeah. So, that was kind of like a bit of the first shocker I got um, Mm. coming here. The next shocker I got is that I realized that when I'm in a train or, you know, just around my apartment or at the gym, when you walk up to someone and you try to, you know, initiate a conversation with the person, they are always very eager to run away from you.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Peter, Seth, you are jumping the gun. We'll <laughs> talk about your shocks and your... Um, I, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so interesting. We are laughing okay. because that's uh, typically Swedish.
1: Okay. <laughs> I just want okay. to answer you
0: and then keep going. But anyways,
1: <laughs> let,
0: me, let, me, let me ask uh, Dami. So, what were your, your own expectations? Now, okay, maybe for you it was different because you, you had lived in the UK, you had studied abroad,
2: you lived yes. in Ghana. Yes. So, I don't know. for me, I mean, in terms of, you know, living in Europe, I mean, it wasn't too different because I'd visited in 2019. So Mm. I knew I had a feel of what Sweden, you know, was about. And for mm. me, the major um, expectation was in, you know, relation to how quickly um, the kids will settle and um, Mm. even for myself. You know, I mean, you know, once you've had, like, really good experience and you have nine years of experience, you have, you are at the peak of your career and everything, you just feel, okay, anybody that sees your CV will just, they'll start rushing you like, like, mm. pure water. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the experience here. And, I mean, it was shocking to even find out that in Sweden, you, you need, like, somebody to refer you for a job before oh. you like, an interview. I'm like, yeah. okay, I mean, this sounds like Nigeria where, you know, in Nigeria you complain that ah, everything is connection but it happens here as well so yeah that's very
0: true about sweden Um, i used to i normally say that in nigeria we talk about nepotism and we talk about it in a very negative light why do you need to know somebody to know somebody Mm -hmm. but in sweden actually there's a lot of okay let's say in nigeria maybe if you qualify somebody may not even look at your cv because they have somebody planned they want to give that position that doesn't happen here but here still I mean, Swedes want to know that they can trust you. So they always look for you to be referred and you need a good referee. Sometimes you need a good reference to, to get a job.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of that here. actually. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was it, you know. And then the, I think what delayed, you know, settling down the most was this this golden number called the Pashan number.
0: Everybody has a personal number story in
2: Sweden. Oh
0: my goodness.
2: It's like I I wasn't I didn't exist in Sweden until I got that number. Like literally. Like (laughs) even my kids, my kids used to get letters and phone calls. Me, I didn't get one until you know, because of the corona, you know, things delay. Mm. I mean, things are processed a little longer. You know, this number used to be processed maybe within two to four weeks, but it took mm. four good months before my number came out. And before that, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You can't apply for school. You can't apply to go to the language school. You can't open the bank account. Like your life is just on hold. Mm. You know. So I mean, that's that kind of it threw me off a bit because i mean Mm. okay yeah i don't exist in this country like nobody knows me it's only immigration that knows that i'm in this country in fact at Mm. some point i started feeling like an illegal immigrant (laughs) because (laughs) i just wasn't confident enough to go out you know using your Ghana card in sweden you get to some places they'll tell you oh your card has been declined i'm like oh my god
1: and you know, because
2: you're black, you have that feeling that they'll be looking at you like, I ah, be this one does not have money. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: you <laughs> know, I mean, card can bounce. But of course, that's a self-consciousness, isn't it? Yeah. So you're very
2: self-conscious, self-aware yeah, that, oh, no. I'm, stra-
0: I'm a stranger here. Yes.
2: And then you even ask them, okay, can I pay with cash? And they're like, sorry, we don't accept cash. I'm like, oh my God, how <laughs> can I continue life like this? Like it was, It was tough until mm. i got the passion number in fact the day i got my personal number was the day I, my phone rang for the first time in Sweden. four <laughs> months like a swedish number called my phone four months after wow in fact that day i i, I as in i don't know if it was tears of jam like god it's like I, I i i didn't i wasn't existing in sweden at all like nobody's only niger phone calls i used to get and ghana phone calls <laughs> mm. you know wow so,
0: interesting I, i'm I, i'm i'm happy that like you're talking about the things that were like your biggest shock and um seth was talking about wanting to ask people for 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 the way and they're they're like they're in a hurry to go tell me more about that like your experience like the first things your first impressions and then your the biggest cultural shock for you when you when you got here. I want to hear your stories. Because I remember when I first came here, I moved here from, from Moscow. And some of the first things that I noticed was the number of people on the streets was just, was fewer than I was used to. You could be on the street and you're wondering, are there people living in this country? That was my own first impression when I first came to Sweden. Like, where is everybody? And I was also shocked at the... The, the, the train going every eight minutes, 10 minutes from Central Station. I mean, I came from Moscow where the, the trains go every 30 seconds. We don't run to catch anything. But in Sweden, if you don't run, you have to wait for the next bus or the next train and then you miss the other one that you're planning for and your whole trip is like one hour delayed because you missed one. Those are my own first impressions. But tell me, what were your first impressions moving to moving to Sweden?
2: This is for Seth, right? You can go ahead. (laughs) Okay, Seth, you go ahead. (laughs) Seth? Uh, Okay,
1: Okay, um, first impressions. Um, Okay, so the drive back from the airport to my hotel, uh, we stopped by at Max to grab a burger. Mm -hmm. And you know when you eat? And um, first of all, everywhere was clean. And I felt like, okay, they're probably robots moving around picking <laughs> up stuff. You know, I mean, it was squeaky clean. I'm like, how can a place be this clean? Like, you wouldn't see dust or sand on the road. The sidewalks are clean. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm I'm liking this. So, I mean, we ate the burger and. I got up to leave. You know, I left my stuff on the table to leave. <laughs> waiting for
2: the chef. Ser- <laughs> yeah. no, waiting for the,
1: what do you call it? For,
0: for this, it's you say like the, the, someone that will come and pack this. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I got up to leave. And the guy who was driving me said, why do you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why do I do that? I'm, I'm done eating. I'm Let's continue to my hotel. He says, no, you're supposed to pack your stuff and go throw it away and i'm like (laughs) really he said
0: yes
1: (laughs) there are no robots just human beings doing their (laughs) and i'm like oh then it it hits me that's why everywhere is clean because everybody takes makes a conscious effort yeah to make that happen and over the months i began to understand i began to observe that it's actually the culture you don't just throw trash anywhere There are trash cans everywhere. If you have trash, you wait till you get to the next trash can and you dispose of it. And I'm like, wow it's one of the reasons why it's good to leave Nigeria, you know?
0: I tried that in Nigeria and everybody thought I was crazy. I went home on holidays and I was holding on to my trash and they were like, throw me the word. I'm like, where? Because I came straight from Sweden and I just had to hold on to that (laughs) that mace cub until I got home.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Then The next experience I got uh, or the next um, kind of shock I got hospital. was yeah, I got to my hotel and there was no receptionist
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I'm Why? like yeah so it was it's actually self service you uh-huh. come in yeah you type in your phone number they print they send an SMS to you to confirm that you're the one who made the booking and so on and so forth you know so my office mm. had already arranged for everything you know, so me just coming to the hotel was to come. So there was a self-checkout and everything. And everything was in Swedish. Yeah. But anyway, I the, the shock for me for in this was that there was no one to ask questions. There was no one to ask, where is this or where is that or how do I do this? I just had to punch in stuff. And then a receipt was printed. And... They said, take a card and put it here. I put a card. They chipped it for me. And they said, your room is 127. Go to room 127. And I went to 127 and it was already prepared. My name was already there. My dinner for the day was already there. And I'm like, Hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> At first instance, I didn't want to eat the food. I'd be like, "Man, I was just gonna to to ask that. <laughs> that was in Nigeria. We
2: have been eating the
1: food." <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know.
0: this is interesting. I know you still continue saying. I want to say, you had your office because you came here as somebody working till you moved in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask, Dami. Was there some food waiting for you when you got? (laughs) Because people think this is how we prepare for. (laughs) Don't
2: tell me, at least my husband, you know, had ordered some Nigerian soups and all that. But I mean, when we got home, he was on this um vegetarian or salad healthy eating diet. He didn't have rice, and I'm like, okay, so this too, what are we going to eat it with? (laughs) You know, so I had to send him to that night, i'm like please we have to eat we're hungry because i mean the airline we came with the food was nasty so i mean we came in really hungry yeah, so, so you're not about to eat any salad No,
0: just to say for for, for for the sake of people that are listening thinking oh maybe this is how it is all the time i came as a student so i didn't have the privilege that seth had for somebody to have booked his hotel in fact i was shocked when i came here as a student, I, we had paid, I think we paid like one one month's rent. So in my head, coming as a student, like just coming, changing um, country, I was thinking, okay, I've paid for one month then I'll start working or maybe look for work and then I'll be able to pay for the second month. And the first thing they gave us at KTH then was a bill to go and pay for our accommodation. <laughs> And I was just looking at that bill thinking, you have to be kidding me. And it out, I think it had two weeks payment on it. And I was just thinking, all my money is going to go to pay this rent. And they told me, oh, the money you paid before, we'll keep it as deposit. When you move out in a wow. year's time, and if the place is clean and tidy, we'll give you back the money. If it's not clean they will pay the cleaners with the money you paid as deposit. Oh, I'm telling you, the day I was moving out of that hostel a year later, we cleaned like no man's business. (laughs) (laughs) I needed my 300 300 euros back. (laughs) And I remember I had a Ghanaian. When I first got to my room, um, I had been like, God, I need somebody that I can live with and it would be nice. I had a Ghanaian roommate, very wonderful woman from Ghana. She was an amazing big mummy or big sister, whatever I want to call her now. That she was like, Bobby, we are hungry. Let's go. She went and got odd dogs from the shop. She was like, we just have to eat something. That's my, I think it was my first meal here, odd dogs. That we had to go and buy from the shop downstairs, <laughs> even where we couldn't speak the language. So there were no no dinners waiting for us just to say that the experiences are different based on how you come Yeah. <laughs> how you enter Europe can determine your experience yes <laughs> oh yeah. that's interesting so Dami share some of your own um... okay no, let me let Seth okay. continue so okay. you were talking about the hostel and, and then you ate the food
1: <laughs> yeah and so I, I laid on my bed I was waiting for it to get dark, and it never got dark.
0: <laughs> because it came in summer. Yeah. I was like,
1: ah, one o'clock what is happening. I mean, <laughs> it's still bright out there. You know, I had to force myself to go to bed. Uh, and then the last one I would uh, I would like to talk about was um, going to work. So mm. you know, in Nigeria now, um Lagos traffic, you wake up, 4.30, start getting ready, 5.30, boom! you know, out
2: of the house. Yeah,
1: out of the house, you know, all in a beat to beat traffic and so on and so forth. So, I, I woke up really early. I barely slept that night, of course, because I kept waiting for the sun to go down, which never happened until I forced myself to go to bed. And then I had this guy who was supposed to come take me, you know, because I didn't know the route from the hotel to my office yeah where, uh, yeah so you know i woke up 5 30 by 6 o'clock i was dressed i was at the reception <laughs> of the hotel waiting for my guy to show up and my guy did not show up 6 30 6 45 i'm like come on work starts by eight o'clock what <laughs> time am i going to start this job <laughs> you know and so I call my manager and my manager calls the guy and my manager calls me back and he says, oh, you know what? He will be there by 7.15. I'm like, 7.15, he will be here by 7.15. Does he know that I don't want to be late on my first day? <laughs> and, and, and then they say, yeah, I don't, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And so 7.15, I see the guy walking through the reception and I'm like, how did that happen? This is strange. 7.15 is 7.15. Wow. Mm. Okay, and the guy tells me, "Oh, no worry. In thirty minutes, you'll be at the office." And by seven forty-five, I was at the office. Now that was the the biggest shock of my life that <laughs> you could predict and correctly estimate your commute time. <laughs> wow! Is this in this one? <laughs> like my brain did some assault two hundred thousand times. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Like, you mean I can wake up by 7 o'clock and I'll say I'll be at the office by 8.55 or 7.55 and I'll be there. I mean, so, I mean, these are the few I can remember. So, over to you, Daniel.
0: Thank, thanks for sharing those those first impressions and shocks. <laughs> Danny <it. Damn> <laughs> I've shared a little bit of our own, but let, <laughs> let's hear
2: more, please. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, coming in a pandemic, I mean, moving to Sweden in a pandemic, coming from mm. Africa where you know mask wearing a mask is mandated. Um in fact, it's like you're almost running away from each other. In, <laughs> back home. And mm. then coming here uh, in fact coming here i bought like two boxes of um nose mask for hmm. because in back in ghana the kids too had to wear mask
0: hmm.
2: so i bought their the children's mask as well i did everything and then uh, you know the first few days it was just strange like okay it, as you, nobody's wearing mask here like just a <laughs> few people and I'm like what's what's going on in this country (laughs) but you know when I tell people now they ask me oh so how's the covid situation there I'm like to be honest everybody's just living their life here (laughs) like you know there's no restriction or anything like if you don't even put your mind to it you won't remember that there's anything called covid Mm. but I mean I get people are disciplined enough to you know take the proper precautions um Mm also my i think i shared this with bobby before like playing in sweden right for the kids Mm. so my eldest son started school and you know i think in less than two weeks you know we just do our thing you know take him to school bring him back home and then we're okay and then go for the occasional walks in the park and that's and then one day um my doorbell rings i'm like knows me in Sweden that's who is ringing my doorbell and then I opened the door and it was this you know little boy and he was like hi I'm here to see Ayo and I'm like okay so my son comes and is like oh my friend is from my school I'm like okay so I was expecting to see the boy's mother behind him like (laughs) following him to Make make sure that he gets to his destination I didn't see anybody then my son was like oh i want to go to his house i'm like not today <laughs> hold on <laughs> so the next day the boy comes again unaccompanied and then my yeah. son was like okay he wants to go there i'm like okay no problem but as the african mother in me we have to go together oh yeah <laughs> let's go <laughs> because i need to know where you're going to i can't start looking for somebody in the country i'm new to so that right. was a bit I mean it, it took me a while to get over it like to let my son actually go out to play you know around the area around. Mm. all by himself mm. so i mean that's that and then you know sweden is surrounded with i mean there's a lot of forest around and you know yes. this sunday my husband went out with the boys and i was like oh let me even take a stroll so i went through the forest and all that (laughs) on my way back I saw (laughs) I saw is he a deer yeah yeah probably a deer oh my (laughs) god my heart was uh, my my heart was out of my chest like I didn't know where to run to (laughs) I I changed my direction immediately I'm like what is this what is the daydream on the road (laughs) broad day afternoon I'm like no i'm not doing this again so when i got home and i was narrating to my husband I was like what's was, what was your problem that he sees them regularly i'm like yeah it's really? just a deer." i'm it like okay.
0: to nature. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I, I mean i've never been that close to one so i wasn't sure if they would attack, attack or, anything, or not mm. you when know? i was alone it was a sunday everywhere was just quiet like there was nobody on the road no cars on the road so even if i wanted to scream i don't know where to <laughs> <laughs> so i just changed my direction i'm like god please as i'm going home just i don't want to see any other animal on my way because i don't even know what i
1: want
0: to do <laughs> so, there yeah. was at this better than seeing a moose or something or running into a bear or a wild pig i know yeah so, so yeah that's, that's
2: yeah do I you mean, find the
0: culture similar sorry like, do you find some similarities in culture um, to, to, to where you're coming from, to Ghana or to Nigeria?
2: Um, I think for me, I, I was a bit prepared because I'd read so much about Sweden. So okay. much. So I, you I guys are researchers. Peter prepared, you prepared. <laughs> I read so much about Sweden. And then, I mean, for me, living in Ghana, which is a little laid back, more laid back than Nigeria, and Mm. then coming to Sweden, I mean, is also laid back compared Mm. to maybe living in the UK. UK Mm. is just, everybody's on the run and everything, but Sweden is a bit small, chilled out. I know. So, I mean, in that regard, yes. In the laid back, coming from Ghana, yes. You thought Ghana way. was laid
0: back. You were like, okay, they're very late. And then you come to Sweden, you're like, what? Then, Can people be this laid back? Yeah, this one is
2: extra. Please, <laughs> anybody coming to Sweden, you just have to learn patience. Yeah. Lots, you need to have a lot of patience. Like, you think... Standing because, on the queue. Yes. Behind someone and they're answering her <laughs> for 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> or even calling on the phone and you're on the phone for like hour on a, an hour waiting for your time. You have mm. to be patient, like you have to learn patience. I thought I was patient, but I've learned to be extra patient in Sweden, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's the similarity. But I think the part, because I'd researched, I mean, the part of, you know, Swedes not at first, like they, they will probably not make the first move, like mm. you know, to be friends and mm. all that. So, I've learned, you know, just to, to my business, like, Mm. I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, why not? But I won't go knocking on the neighbor's door, hello, or something, you know, being overly friendly, you know? Mm. When the opportunity arises, yes, you can do that, but I mean, it's unlike the UK where, you know, even the old lady passing on the road will smile at you and say hello to you and, you know, have a little chat with you, someone random you've never met. I totally I mean, get that before you we find, find that in sweden i think it's rare yeah, yeah very
0: we used to we traveled once to the uk on holiday and it was like we were in a, in i don't know we were in i haven because everybody was saying hello to our baby girl and we were looking at her thinking it's the same girl we carry around in stockholm and nobody cares <laughs> and now we're in, we're in london the old lady like you said in the car is like oh she's so sweet <laughs> exactly. and i'm thinking okay thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> because nobody's too in nice, Sweden. Really. Yeah. yeah um yeah people were uh, more open maybe in the uk so seth you were coming straight from nigeria straight from lagos you landed in stockholm
1: mm-hmm.
0: were you culture culture shocked or at work share your experience at work compared to workplace in nigeria
1: oh well uh my manager would always say thank you after doing something and i like Thank me man. I'm being, paid to, <laughs> I'm being paid to do this stuff, you know. And then um, okay, so first culture shock at work. Hmm. there were a lot. First of all, um, people expect you to be responsible. So mm. nobody is hounding you, nobody's chasing you from pillar to post, nobody is mm. asking you for updates. What's the status of this? Nobody is putting unnecessary pressure on you, you know, mm-hmm. to get stuff done at a certain time, you know, even though there is pressure, but it's never really there. And that was like mm-hmm. a first shock for me because coming from Nigeria, you have to come to work with your gun. One for, <laughs> one for your managers, one for your colleagues, one for every other person. One for your time. managers <laughs> <laughs> You know, so um, mm. that was, there was that and then um, there was a second the other one that uh, really took me by surprise was um, the fact that uh, you could come at any time you wanted and go at any time you wanted so yes there is it, maybe because it's an IT company or a telecom company I don't know if it's the same everywhere But then there was this, yeah, normally we work 9 to 5. But then I see folks coming to work by 10, by 11. And I also see the same folks leaving by 3 p.m., 4 p.m. in the evening. I'm usually the first to get to work and I'm usually the last to leave. You know? Mm. And, because some um, people initial... might
0: not be working 100% anyways. They might be working 80%. Mm-hmm. They might have an well, appointment.
1: <laughs> well, maybe. I, that was what I thought first, right? Until mm. I decided, you know, after the first few months, after like six months, I'd be like, Okay, I you need to tone this thing down. You are not in a war <laughs> zone. <You know? laughs> so let's, let's try to scale back some of these things. You know, scale down mm. rather. So... Mm. You know, rather than get to work by 9 o'clock, mm. I would get to work by 10, 11, thereabout. And mm. once I was done, of course, the work... And, I, and I, Okay, I'll get to that. Once I was done with whatever I needed to do, I will go play tennis. And then from tennis, I'll carry my bag and I'm gone. You know? Mm. And I, I did that for some time. I expected somebody to say something and nobody said anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe this is the new... Standard now, so I did that for a couple of months, three months. Nobody said anything, I mean, everybody was chill with it. In fact, though, I there was one time I got a mail from my manager and he was like, You are doing so well, we like the quality of work. And I'm like, duh I only work five hours a day? (laughs) (laughs) And nobody, you know, while I was doing that, I had people tell me other Nigerians as well who were from war zones and they'll be like Nigga, you know they can fire you and you'll be back to Nigeria faster than you can imagine and I'm like, well I'm going to risk this, I mean you know, I did that up until Corona started and we all had to start working from home and then you know how it goes yeah Mm. well I
0: guess
1: um, the most
0: important thing is that you get your work done, right? Exactly
1: just get your work done yeah, then um the other shock for me at work was it was okay for you to disagree with your manager. Duh! Disagree with your manager in Nigeria! <laughs> like yeah, yeah, calling for your sack later. Hey, oh dear Lord! I mean, I, 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 I didn't have a very good experience back in Nigeria with my manager. I mean, mm. you understand because of course they, nobody likes being disagreed with, you know. Mm. Mm. And coming, coming here, I realized that it's okay to raise an objection. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. I mean in the meeting everybody I mean, like there was no hierarchy it was flat even though we knew oh i report to this person Listen, but it yeah. was, flat. It and was quite flat yeah and it i saw that it was okay for me to challenge certain things and as a matter of fact they began to look forward to it oh peter what do you have to say about this what do you think about this and i'm like huh does it matter I mean you're my boss you get to call the shots so why should it matter? They're like no 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 we value your opinion what do you think do you think it's the right way do you think it's the wrong way and I'm oh that's interesting. Yeah that's you know? actually
0: very peculiar. I think that's in a, in a in a in a way very peculiar to Sweden. I don't know if yeah. it's the same in other Scandinavian countries but I know that that's not the case in the UK. Maybe um Dami can shed some light on that for people that are listening their own dream is oh let's move to the UK and all of that I think that's very different in UK. In yeah. it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: very flat here very very flat I agree with said. you're talking with your boss you are disagreeing it's when you get when you're like did you use your brain Bobby
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just disagreed with your boss just now, <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think you get the best that way because your boss might not even know everything yeah Yeah. so you get you get a lot done you know if you get ideas from others you get a better output than you know just doing what i mean i remember back in ghana and you know i used to have this boss like it's like she doesn't even want to hear your idea just go and do what she's saying and you're trying to tell her that this your idea doesn't make any sense no (laughs) so the slang we used to use just go and do your messenger work because that's yeah. what you want done. You know it's not going to work, so just go and do it so that you can prove yeah. to them that it's not going to work.
1: Mm. So you're just
2: wasting time and resources.
1: Yeah. that's
0: what I, I came as a student, so I can share that. I can tell you it's the same in the lecture room here. It's different from the Nigerian lecturer-student relationship. Totally different. I mean, the lecturer will start the lecture by, okay... Uh, We're going to be talking about this topic today. Feel free to interrupt anytime. You can ask any question anytime. So we had this guy from, I don't remember, I think it was from Pakistan. Every time, excuse me, professor, professor. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, can we just have the class now? (laughs) Don't professor, the guy did not just finish. But you know, the guy would always answer. And they also didn't want to be called professor something. The guy, our teacher wanted to be called Leonard. That was his name. He wanted to just be called Leonard. And you are thinking, my mouth is big. Okay, I was not even necessarily coming from Nigeria as a student, but I was coming from Russia, where you have to, there's a way you call the person, you call them with their first name and the last name. That's the way to show respect. And you use this you, the respectful you, and all of that. But in Sweden, say, so, so Leonard, and I have a question. <laughs> Why do you think this? And you're talking to your lecturer, your mouth is, is heavy. <laughs> but it's the same and then you want to go out of the lecture you just walk out no lecturer is telling you i'm going to take attendance if you don't stay you're not going to get your results no even if they mark you you can ask for you want to know how it was marked Mm -hmm. you get your you get your scripts back i mean the Mm -hmm. last time i got my scripts back was in in secondary school (laughs) <laughs> Here, you, you submit an exam. You're you you a master student. The, the guy returns back your script so you can see how you failed and how you passed. It was really different. Totally mm. different. And you get five hours to do an exam with all your textbooks and everything. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you, but still you will want another five hours because the questions they're asking you. <laughs> it's, not, wow. it's not what they call Beirut based on Yoruba. Put it to your Are head, so calm good? it and bring it out. No, this is mm. applying knowledge. So they give you the chance to have your textbook. You can bring dinner, lunch and everything. Five hours wow. exam I did in KTA. Wow. And even after five hours, you're thinking, Lord, I need one more or two because I don't know if I'll pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very and serious?
0: I, I'm telling you, and here to get an A, in, at least in KTH, you have to get 90 over 100. Wow. Or 95 over 110. So no all of boy. us, you just see yourself in your B or C and you're happy because that C is 75 over 100. So <laughs> you carry the C with pride.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But anyway, just saying that the, yeah, it's very flat here. The lecturers are also like that in school as a student. So you, you find your voice, you have confidence because nobody is like like listen to mm. so nobody's on your neck, pressuring yeah. you and trying to. You're not in a war zone. Yeah, nobody is
2: intimidating you.
0: No, you lecturers the, wow. guy with, the guy rides to, to school wow. on a bike. <laughs> 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 uh, so there's wow. no oppression. None whatsoever. So let me ask, um, what would you like for somebody that is moving here? uh, What would you tell them to think about before moving and then to plan for when they move here? Because, you know, like we've been talking about, the experience is different. Um, In Sweden, yeah, so many things are different. Getting accommodation, maybe that's what I should even ask Dami. So you're coming from Ghana? I'm sure you live with like, because I'm only telling my husband I need like four maids, but in Sweden there are no maids. So let me just be doing it. Maybe I got a robot, robot vacuum cleaner, a robot dishwasher. Even if I can get a robot,
2: <laughs> somebody that drops but, the but children but in school gets into the
1: corner.
2: Remember that so you still have to do it. <laughs> You know, sad thought that
0: robots were picking up trash in Sweden, but it's people doing it. It's the same thing with our children. There, is, There is nobody to do it for you. How did you feel coming from your madam life in Nigeria?
1: Um, come to tell, Sweden? Me, tell,
2: me, tell me about my madam life. Oh my god, I lived a madam life in Ghana. Gosh, like, you know, I had this amazing nanny that, you know, she just took all the stress off me, you know, coupled with the fact that my husband was away. You know, and my job at the time was demanding. I mean, I could, you know, the way African job is, you can just as in they can you can get to work today, they'll tell you they're traveling, they're traveling tomorrow, you know. You know, I had that kind of I was at peace, like I could actually go for short trips, one or two days trip, and leave my kids with my nanny.
1: And Mm. I'm like,
2: if I was in Nigeria, I can't afford to do this. Anyway. Fast forward to coming to <laughs> Sweden. To Sweden, a nannyless country. You know, <laughs> there are nannies. If you have the money, you can pay for for that. But you know, not at this point. I mean, I guess I didn't. I wasn't entirely prepared for that transition from working mom to stay-at-home mom. Like the first month, gosh, I hated myself. Like. The way I was on LinkedIn applying for jobs, and eh, my husband was laughing at me. that <laughs> You have to start going to work. Eh? You're tired of doing mommy, mommyhood. Like it was, it was. <laughs> I think the hardest part for me was the cooking. You mm. have to cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. And before you finish from, before you even get yourself, it's time to make lunch. Yeah. as a even trying to round up lunch it's time to cook dinner i'm like and there was
0: no maybe can you go into the kitchen and do no, that quickly no. while i'm <laughs> like
2: you you have to do everything like and you know yes, because sir. i was in ghana like my girl she could just i mean we used to eat fresh because there was light you could stock the house with things and you can afford to i never used to cook still for like one week or two weeks it was like you just cook still for that day or for the for two days and that so <laughs> coming here and so the first month i was doing that but nobody taught me <laughs> before i started you know cooking in bulk and planning my cooking
0: i haven't so was, i
2: haven't gotten to that point i can never still cook
0: like days ahead i'm also a fresh eater i think i was followed back home So, I'm always there cooking every evening, which is not a good Uh, way of using your time in Sweden.
2: (laughs) uh, It's it's not the best. So, I mean, for anybody coming, if you were in my shoes and you're going to transition temporarily to a stay-at-home mom, I would just say, or to anybody really, manage your expectations about coming here. Have Mm. a proper plan. Have plan A, B, C, D, right? Mm. Everybody will not have the opportunity. My husband or step had... When they had mm. a job before coming here, no. so if they are coming here to start afresh, have plan A, B, C, D. Learn a trade. Learn for women. Learn something. Learn mm. how to make hair. Learn how to make meat pie, puff puff. Small yes. jobs. Learn mm. something that can keep you busy. Cake. That can even you can even turn to a side hustle while you're looking for a job. You know. Mm. So that I mean if the job doesn't come back, come by quickly, you can at least fall back on that to also support the family. Mm. And do your research. Like watch YouTube, follow all the channels about Sweden. I'm sure I've watched all the videos on YouTube about <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> I'm sure I'm following all the black people that have that are influencers on Instagram in Sweden, you know, just mm. to have a feel of what life in Sweden is about and all that.
0: And then I mean that applies to anywhere anyways. Even if you're yeah. moving to where there are so many Nigerians and everything is just even if you're moving to the UK, it's good to do some your research to know what yes. you're
2: expecting. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. And then I mean domestic responsibility. Our um, Nigerian men, they they are they are special get so ready did. get ready here comes the
0: <laughs> our Said. Nigerian men our They're Nigerian good. men
2: They're how did it go special.
1: I beg to differ but continue <laughs>
2: <laughs> they are very special so before you even come to this sentiment just have that discussion and start practicing it before you come here so that you won't turn to fight and you won't strain the relationship when you get here Because it's not easy, you know. I mean, in my case, back Ghana, I had the nanny doing practically everything. So even me, myself, I didn't have to do much. Now, transitioning to Sweden, where you know, you have to do it. I mean, there's no nanny coming to clean or cook or go to the markets for you. You -hmm. have to do everything. So for Mm. you to be seen in this environment, you just you need to share the responsibility. Hmm. Thank we you for saying that. the responsibility. And it's not a case of okay, yeah. The, um, it's a woman's job to go shopping. We go shopping together. Together. If we yeah. don't go together, he will do it. Maybe when he's coming back from the gym or something, he will do the shopping. Even for the mm. boys, I can't remember the last time I had to dress up or bring out something for them. That's my mm. husband's job. Mm. Because we just were in this thing, this my life together. together. Exactly. So we have to make it work together. So it shouldn't mm. be one sided where, you know, one person feels I'm like the one doing this and that. You know, there are some weekends where my husband cooks. Mm. It's okay. So these are things you need to make a routine even before you get here. So that it's not when you get here you start complaining eh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Also mm. get your kids independent as well. Yeah. Because you can if you say you're doing everything for them, you're going to break down and you're going to burn out. So mm. just do that. Because up until the time we got here, um my nanny still used to bath for my my the
1: older child. One.
2: No, oh, no, hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was when we got here, I think it was He went to the toilet and was like, oh, mommy, I'm done. I'm like, wait, you're starting school and I can't imagine that your teachers will be cleaning up for you. So you better get it done. And he cried so much that I'm like, sorry, you just have to do it yeah we start yes, them
0: i mean we start them early here in sweden from year, year yeah. one they put
2: the food in front of them they learn to eat they learn to do they learn to do exactly that. even my younger one he, will, he used to be my nanny will sit down with him and be feeding him one by one but he had to <laughs> learn that because uh, i i mean i if i have to add that to everything i'm doing i'm just going to you're not going to manage yeah. yeah.
0: My, yes. my, my my son is three going to four, he showers by himself. And somebody uh-huh. was telling me, Oh, you know, my kids, I'm teaching them to shower like well, your child is almost seven, man. My four year old is already in the bathroom showering was, How will was. I add all I, of that to I everything got, else?
2: Yeah. When I got here, I was speaking to one of my friends in um in Ghana. She has three boys, twins, and then one other her eldest is seven. Mm-hmm. And when I was telling her that, oh, my eldest showers himself. She was like, what? That She still showers for her seven-year-old. And I think we, we indulge
0: children back home to, yes. to have help. Here, yes. you don't even have the liberty or the privilege to indulge them.
2: Exactly. So, even this morning, my three-year-old was having a bath and I just remember and I'm like, ah, when has that bath for this boy? It's been a while. So you need to <laughs> you go know? in and scrub extra <laughs> just for that one time in a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like well he's going to be four soon so he should he should get used to it you know yeah. and even the older one is learning responsibility there's some morning guy wake up and he's showered for his brother he's gotten everything they're all ready I'm like mm. wow so mm. I mean you need to put structures and routines in place to make your life easy you know have a strict routine for your own rest time as well Back in Ghana, they used to go to bed at nine. But here yeah, from 7 30, you're yeah, preparing to go to bed by eight o'clock. I don't want so to hear noise. Know. Because mm. I also want to, you know, have some peace and quiet from that's eight true. to maybe eleven or twelve or whenever I decide to sleep. Mm. So you need to have that kind of structured, you know, life. And so that's interesting. So, yeah, that's it. And then while you're waiting to get a job, get busy. You know, network, make friends, meet, mm. make your own friends outside your husband's. You know, circle. friends. Mm. Yes. Make your own friends outside your husband's circle. Get busy. If you stay idle, trust me, you're going to be frustrated, and you might get depressed. So get yeah. busy. There are so many resources out there you can learn. Um, YouTube is an amazing place you can learn different things. I've learned how to use Power BI. On YouTube, I've learned how to use Canva, different mm. apps on on YouTube. So please use that period to learn and develop, and you know, sharpen your skills.
0: Thank you. Wow, that's so that's so good, Peter. What's your What's your um, advice, or what would you say to somebody that is planning that exit from from Nigeria or from Ghana or from somewhere in Africa, Kenya, anywhere? Just thinking. I'm getting out of here. I just want to go to Europe. I just want to land in Europe. What do you say to them?
1: Oh, uh, well, first of all, there's no money on the streets. <laughs> so. Oh, are you sure? <laughs>
0: nothing, is, nothing is raining down on the street. No gold, no diamonds. No, no no
1: no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so people just think, oh, I'm coming abroad. Okay, let me put some context to this. So I had this friend back in Nigeria and of course, um, so I've always been a diehard Nigerian up until 2015 when I started looking for a way out. There know, should be so, a club for you people, the diehard yeah. Nigerians who later <laughs> became. Oh no, I need to get out of here. You know. So I have this friend who also continued. I mean, he was he he was still a diehard Nigerian up until 2020. You know <laughs> when he gave up, and um, he wanted to. He he has been looking to travel, and so he buzzes me and he's like. Okay, I want to brush Africa and I won't come abroad. I'm like, okay, which you they come do. like, <laughs> what are you coming here to do? I know no. I just won't come. I just won't come out the country. I'm like, okay, come out. When you come here, what are you going to do? It's yeah. like when I come here, I will find my way. <laughs> and I'm like, Got things not be like that too they tell you send a <laughs> <It's not that, laughs> You know, you know, and from interacting with a lot of people, I find that a lot of people have that uh, that premonition that yeah, don't worry. I let just me land just... in Europe, yeah, exactly. money from the floor. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, the first thing I would like to say is um if you're living in Africa and you're coming to Europe or you're thinking of moving, um, have some goals mm-hmm. and um, tone down your expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. There, yeah. there we go again. Tone down your expectations. Tone
1: down your expectations. I mean, it, I, so when I came here, I was like, I, I, I didn't come here the way I wanted to come but I came nonetheless and I felt like okay well you know what I'm going to go here and in six months and I'm going to change sorry that didn't happen like (laughs) Dami said I had to learn patience and Mm. you know it didn't turn around for me up until two years later that was Mm. a lot of waiting Mm -hmm. you know so yeah I would say have goals uh, tone down your expectations and then um well the, the last that I would also say is um it's okay to come to Europe and not live the lifestyle you are used to living in Nigeria. Why do I say that? Yes. In Nigeria you can drive five cars, uh-huh. you can <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: laughing, and I'm
2: laughing. <laughs> I mean, in fact, my last post on on Nigel Mom, it was, I mean, about that, you know, managing your expectations.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. For, the, for the
2: for the purpose of our audience, Dami's experience
0: in Sweden made us say, oh, no, I need to start an Instagram page yes. and um, <laughs> I need to share my experience. So you need to follow her on Instagram. It's Niger moms abroad. If you're in Nigeria, yes. you need to get on that. Even if you're not in Nigeria, I'm sure you pick one or two things. Yes. <laughs> For my Instagram page. Make sure you follow her. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so- you, you, you won't drive five cars, eh?
1: Yeah, you won't. You just drive take five. public
0: transports. Maybe you will mm-hmm. not even drive one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's okay also to not live in a duplex. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's- like, it's okay to be... I mean, that was... I mean, I mean, I, I. don't... I can't tell you how much of a difference that makes. It's okay to be contented. It's okay to not want to... To not leave the lifestyle the people in their abroad paint when they come to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Things are not... Things are not that way here, right? No. I mean, I've been here for close to two years and in mm-hmm. Nigeria... I always used to think of what would I do without a car. I've not had to think of buying a car for two years. Not because I can't afford it, but because I don't see the need.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you get? And when I tell my people in Nigeria that I don't own a car, they are like, "Oga, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Which kind of abroad did you come to? A brand? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which abroad did you come? <laughs> exactly <laughs> mm. you know so yeah I, I mean that would, that would be my advice just I mean come down from wherever you are I mean, mm. sort of that way. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: I like that you touch on that that like we should manage it, and it's okay not to have this idea that living abroad means I'll be able to drive this jeep and that jeep and own yes. this big house because mm-hmm. people come home they come and brag or show off when they come back home mm-hmm. but the life they're living in Europe is not necessarily like that Exactly. and that's something that we also need to work on mm-hmm. like painting the right picture when we when when we go back home you go on yes. holidays don't try to make don't try to impress anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's, there's not it's, it's not worth it because you're just you're, you're you're building people's expectations when they want to yes. go out they don't they, they have a different thing in their mind i yes. remember the first time my parents came when i had my baby our firstborn when we had our firstborn we had a two two room in sweden it's called a two room it's not like a two bedroom it's two room <laughs> one sitting room one bedroom uh, one
1: room yeah
0: <laughs> you know my mother i at least had to say my mother in law my father in law they came in And my mother-in-law was like, "Oh, daddy, let them show you inside the house, and you can go and rest." And my and my father-in-law, we had already told him the story of like this is where we are staying. He was just laughing and smiling in his mind, like, there is no, nothing to show. This is it. It's a room on that side, room on this side, kitchen there, and dining room. That's it. Nothing to show. This is it. It's a square, (laughs) a rectangle. You can go through it with your eyes just from the door."
2: is is very true like that managing expectation it is very true because right now you would even find like the the caliber of people wanting to leave nigeria you know there are people that are doing well like they have yeah. the assets, and they have everything and i'm like even if people are actually selling their properties in nigeria to move abroad mm-hmm. and okay you've sold your properties your you god <laughs> can you actually maintain the same lifestyle so you need no. to tone down and even prepare yourself mentally because i mean i think that's where some issues in marriages is also come in
0: yeah i was going to ask you to to share a little bit if you can shortly before we round up on how to manage change and how to
2: cope you're touching on that so that's very good please yeah. yeah how do so, you I mean, manage it's to, to mentally things. prepare yourself like okay you need to accept that it, it might not be easy like you're going mm. to a different country
1: mm. i mean for some
2: people maybe they find it easy for some mm. people you still have to go through you know i mean if you say you want to be an engineer or you want to work for this kind of company today you might not get there direct. You might have to work for 10 different country companies before you get to where you're going to. Hmm. So even when going through that process, don't don't feel like a failure because you might still get there eventually. But well, you will get the there process. eventually.
0: That's exactly. the bottom line. People usually
2: get there eventually. But, you know, these are microwave generation. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> you want things to
2: happen right now.
1: Yeah. Right yeah.
2: now, right now. And mm. I mean, people shouldn't just fall for everything that is going. I mean, people post on Instagram and social media and everything. It's not really what it is like. Like mm. everybody can go to a mall now, take a really nice picture, and everybody will feel that ah that means They're living balling. abroad. That means balling in Sweden. Meanwhile. Mm. <laughs> They don't know the things I'm struggling with. I don't know that you, you could you walked there or you rode your bicycle exactly. there. You Nobody walked... thinks about that. <laughs> Nobody actually thinks about that, you know? Mm. So you mm. need to be, I and mean, you need to get off your high horse and mm. come down to reality and then gradually build it back up.
0: Yeah, because it's a process, isn't it? It's a process. Everything. Yeah,
2: And you have to you have to if you don't have the kind of experience that has. You have to go through that process. Oh,
0: tell me about it. You have I to go through as, the process. I came as a student, and I know that I, <laughs> I did. There was a the time I had this um, taking care of someone job, and my dad. I was telling him, "Oh, I'm doing," and it's like we asked you to study medicine. You said no. Now you <laughs> said you're doing what? I said, "Don't worry. <laughs> it's just as a student. You know, mm-hmm. you you have to do what you have to do." But today we yeah. thank God. So yes.
2: So in the end, I mean, you would you be thankful for you know going when you look back you would you would get there eventually and when you look back you'll be glad that okay and, at least you went through that process you learn one or two things from that process so I mean don't don't that's why I said you need to have plan A B C so mm. in plan A is that okay I'm going to apply I mean I was the manager where I was coming from I'm going to apply to get a manager job if that doesn't work out what's plan b Mm. if plan b is to work as an intern to get an opportunity with a a company doesn't make Mm. you a failure no doesn't mean in two three years time you cannot be somewhere else where Mm. you would get back with the manager position that you initially wanted to yeah
0: and i always also say you're in a new country there's a price you have to pay because you found people here whose exactly. parents and grandfathers or whatever paid a price. Mm-hmm. So you are now starting to mm-hmm. pay your own price and yeah, exactly. give into the system so that you can mm-hmm. get something from it. Mm-hmm. And I would say to anybody maybe moving to Europe, not UK and not Canada, learn the language. because yes. Yes. We, we speak Swedish in Sweden.
2: <laughs> Very important. In fact, I, I think mean, I underestimated that because you see online that's oh in sweden they speak english and what's 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 yeah, yeah i know my husband english.
0: did too he was shocked <laughs> even tonight he's like are you telling me i won't be able to get a job that is in english i'm like just remove it from your head if you do get it like an it job like seth or whatever mm-hmm. it's good for you but
2: you need the language yes <laughs> You, it's absolutely important like i you never thought that i would at this my age i'll be learning a new language like that that i would have to be mandated to learn a new language <laughs> but i mean it's it's a fun experience you know mm. i mean it's something good having to speak Another a different language, language. yeah mm. Hmm. Like, I, I
1: like, like the, the fact process. that you say
2: it's a fun experience
0: you have to enjoy the process, exactly. process. take the positive things from the process exactly oh,
1: man.
0: Seth what do you want to say I, I hear yeah. you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man come on like I don't know how you guys do it too. I mean Bobby I admire you I mean you learnt the language you can speak it very well damn it. <laughs> I wish you all the best on that journey. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm starting my intensive Swedish class on Monday.
1: So I mean, I, 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 I have been intensive. Like, <laughs> I have been in and out. Like, I'm tired, man.
0: You have one of those who have a thick tongue. The tongue is just not moving. It's funny. I'm like you telling you, in, I'm
1: like, <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, no. one of the reasons... I thank God for being in IT. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. Mm yeah i mean but if i wasn't in it trust me i would have started thinking of moving somewhere else man because yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the funny
0: a- thing is your list of co- four countries there is no country on that list that actually speak english as their english, you go to Hungary, exactly. you have to speak hungarian you go to germany it's german yeah. they don't joke with their language yeah. so i'm surprised
1: <laughs> in the netherlands they are much more open in terms of my um
0: Integration
1: with with foreigners, yeah. Mm. So, English is much more accepted there. I mean, Mm. granted, there are a few places you go to, and they'll be like, oh, it's only Dutch and so on and so forth. Yeah, Yeah. but you know. Yeah, but in the
2: Netherlands, if you're thinking in the long run, I think part of their requirements for permanent residents. Yeah, is is that
1: you some language proficiency? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I was going to go go to that, that I think even in Sweden,
2: yeah, about... you might
0: survive speaking just English, but if you want to rise in your company, you still would do well to learn Swedish. You can call the shots at some point. You will still need to learn the language.
1: Well, and also for about... people that are
0: not in IT, if you're not in yes. IT and you're not in engineering, if you're in social sciences,
1: exactly. in humanities yeah. Yeah. or whatever,
0: yeah. you have to be prepared to learn the language because you're going yeah. to be interacting with people and you need the language to
1: interact with people. Uh, I agree with you. I was I was going to say That uh, we have engineering managers from Serbia, Macedonia, um, Mm. you know, the extreme parts of Europe. Yeah, they don't speak Swedish, and Mm. they're managers, you know. But I guess that's because it's IT, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's because it's IT, and if you work in a multinational company, not everybody will get a chance to work in a multinational company. Mm -hmm. company. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many small companies in Sweden that you can get a job with, but you need to have the language mm-hmm. yeah. to do that. So yeah but um, on the last note I'll say, do you have one last thing that you want to share with our audience that are maybe planning the exit from from Nigeria or from any other parts of Africa? <laughs> because I know people are always planning exits. It's a shame that it has to be like that, but it is the it, it's what it is. Um, yes. So one parting note to 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 people planning
2: their exit. Um, you, I, know I think you've shared I'm, your wisdom. I think I've so. shared most of it. One last mm. thing, I think, for families coming here, please mm. teach your child or your children your language. Mm. Please. <laughs> you will need it here. So, because you don't want them to come to another man's country, learn their language, and then they can't even speak their own language. So mm. please let us that be priority
0: yeah there is no prestige in your children not knowing how to speak ibo or yoruba or it's New actually there's no prestige in it. nothing to be saying you know my kids you know they only speak english it's not a no, no. It's,
2: it's not <laughs> yeah because i mean in sweden you speak swedish yeah yeah be my, proud my, of my your son heritage has, um friends from other countries and in their In their homes, they speak their own language. So the Chinese person speaks Chinese in his house. Hmm. And then when they're in school, they speak Swedish and they understand Hmm. English. So
1: we We can do the same as that. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Seth?
1: Um, If you are thinking of making the move in six months, well, don't wait for six months make that move tomorrow. I mean, Mm. that would be my partner advice because um, there is so Mm. much more out there. Or, uh, as I would say, since we are talking about Sweden, there is so much you can do, you know, over here. There are so many opportunities, of course, they come with their own set of, you know, issues and so on and so forth. But, Mm. there's so much more you can do and um, I think it's, it's, unfair for anybody to subject themselves to what nigeria or africa alone can offer i mean so mm. if you are thinking of making that move and if you are like me we'll put it off for four five years before eventually doing it don't waste any more time i'm encouraging you make it uh, or rather make the move while you can i mean yeah. the earlier the better
0: please don't let the president of nigeria hear you he probably i don't care he can that. hear me <laughs> he probably <laughs> wants you to say please good to do this stay in <laughs> your country and make it better but anyways <laughs> um, thank you so much an for answer. sharing
2: that's yeah an go ahead what Seth said mm. um i mean like his own story don't limit yourself to the countries you know there are so many yeah. countries out there yeah. that have so many mm i mean mm. opportunities you'd be surprised like there are nigerians everywhere so don't limit yourself to the us uk canada, canada. you mm. know there are so yeah. many countries out there if you're thinking At- of moving mm. of jack buying. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let yeah. me say that if you're afraid of europe because of the language it's actually not as hard as it sounds you can learn a new language Mm -hmm. you can learn a new culture i know someone who moved here from ghana i know maybe she would hear this particular episode and she will laugh because when she moved and we she moved and married she married um she's married to a friend of mine and so she moved we, we, we got to meet them and she was saying oh i'm planning my exits back to ghana i'm planning it in two years i've told my husband this and that today she's speaking the language she's working at almost the most swedish company ever so we always tease her so what's happening to this exit plan <laughs> because you can always start again you can learn a new language and two yeah. is um yeah i mean it's doable it's yes, doable. It, is. it is. It's doable. I mean, and don't come here and say you don't want to learn the language space, either. So,
1: you learn it all. <laughs>
0: yeah, even <laughs> if you're moving to your husband or to your wife, prepare your mind that you would make the best of the opportunity. Yes, um, of what is available here. Learn mm-hmm. the language, even if you're going to exit at some point, it's still mm-hmm. good to learn while you're living here. Leave it to the fullest. That's yes, what I say enjoy yes. the five years you'll be here the 10 years you'll be able mm-hmm. to maybe the journey takes you somewhere else somewhere so, else yes yeah yes. be open be open when you move That's... here be open mm-hmm. thank you guys so much um thank you both for coming and sharing of yourself your stories and making me laugh so much on this episode and i hope that everybody else listening has enjoyed listening to you guys thank you so much and please my audience don't forget to follow niger moms abroad He's always giving tips, and um, so if you're in Nigeria and you're looking to move out of the country, make sure you're following Nigerians abroad. Seth, I don't think you have. Do you have any social media handle? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to also like and subscribe to Intentional Randomness on YouTube, on on Instagram, and um, till I come your way next time. <laughs> this is Bobby on Intentional Randomness. See you. Bye. <laughs> i am sure you have enjoyed listening to this episode don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on instagram on our handle intentional randomness and feel free to contact us on intentional randomness feedback at gmail.com until next time be intentional